Well, here we are again. Shut that one down there, Maestro. Here we are again. We've, we've had the first caucus, which was, uh, you know, it was, uh, well, there was a lot of rough shot run over that one. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people coming out right now. And I, you know, I understand the strategic things going on with this, but uh, let's delve into them, shall we? First things first, GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Nikki Haley has read and memorized some very conservative things to say to you. Like her support for Israel even though her support for Israel is all based on trying to get on into a hot war with boots on the ground because she's a war hawk. And, but, when, but the problem is when push comes to shove, she retreats to that soft leftism that is the core of what makes her who she is. And this means that everybody along the way up to this point, I mean, with the Tea Party and everything in 2010, we all fell for it. And we should learn from this. And I, I believe the South Carolinian voters have learned for this. Uh, but, you know, now she, now that she's out there on this national stage, a few other people are beginning to learn about this, too. And one of the big dividing lines between the sane people and the delusional people, which that those two could be political parties all their own, is the so-called idea of transgenderism. You're born genetically. So genetically, you're one sex slash gender or the other. There is no distinction between those two things. It's just different spellings of a word or with same meaning. Now, throughout history, same people understand that there have been men and women who wish they were members of the opposite sex. These are very sad people. And the ones who actually believe that they are members of the opposite sex are mentally ill, which is even more sad. But, there is this thing that is biological reality. We Men and women are subsets of the human species. But they are entirely separate when it comes to sexual identity. There are men that have some feminine ways, but they're still men. And there are some very masculine women out there, but they're still women. It is ingrained into every fiber of their body, every nerve ending, every bone, every reproductive organ, every, every cell. We exist fundamentally to perpetuate the species. And these differences are put this way on purpose, for that purpose. Now, the delusional people, they just discovered that there's a profound difference between sexes, and that's a so. And, you know, now it's a social construct. And to erase this, they have uh, advocated for surgery, where you basically mutilate yourself, and you take a bunch of drugs to tear up yourself, and you know, which also have side effects like causing sterility and heart disease and cancer. And at the very best, they can achieve a cosmetic change. Which, if that's the way you want to roll, okay, fine, go. But now they want children to do it. And see, this is the thing. If that were actually a real thing, that could be done, maybe there's some basis for it. But it is not. 
It never has been. And the only word for this is evil. These are the same people that would balk at binding a woman's feet if she's Asian or stomach staples for anorexic girls or tackle football. But they're fine with mutilating children and or a mentally ill adult. And a, a portion of corporate America's got on board with this, a la Disney. So uh, when Disney started pushing that, they too became evil. And yet at the height of DeSantis's war against them, Nikki Haley announced that it would be a great idea for Disney to le relocate here. So if you think that she's out there trying to simply distinguish herself from DeSantis, which is something any candidate has to do in order to gain ground, they have to get out there and pull away from the crowd. Um, well, okay, but the problem with this is a very simple thing. She was asked if men can become women. And then she gave this three-paragraph-long answer that was not an answer. <laughs> uh, she, she basically, you know, what she said is, well, you can't get a tattoo until you're 18. We shouldn't have them uh, permanently change your body until they're 18. And that includes puberty blockers. Instead of saying, you know, this is a mental illness. And no, men cannot become women. I mean, that would have been the simple thing to say. That would have been a great saver of time. But she does a lot of heavy-duty prevarication going on. And the question asked was as binary as you know, gender and sex itself. And there's only two answers. Transgenderism is either real or it's not. And if it's not, then we need then what's going on right now is madness. Now, this is a free nation. If you, as an adult, decide that you want to go out there and start want to, you know, you want to hack some pieces off of your body, uh, well, you are mentally ill, but you are perfectly free to go and do that. But they're pushing it on children. Now, Nikki Haley, if Nikki Haley thought that if she said that I too believe that we can be furries. If she thought that would get her elected, she would say it. She doesn't have a whole lot of commitment behind her rhetoric. She's looking and she, she wants to try to deal things as in extremes. She sees the uh, alarm at the extreme left turn we've taken and she looks and she's characterizing the extreme, whatever she thinks Trump would be, uh, as an extreme right turn and chaotic. And, uh, yeah, she's courting a lot of Democrats with this because a lot of Democrats are afraid of Trump. Because a lot of Democrats are delusional people. Well, uh, who we got? I, uh, Colton Jones uh, wants to talk about the polls and well, Trump. Let, let's go to the phones then. Who am I talking to? Colton Jones. All right. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Yes, sir. I, I'm sure, as you know, uh, kind of probably off topic of what you were already speaking of, but uh, Trump went in Iowa last night, which is amazing, I think. And uh, I hear a lot of talk about people thinking that uh, they're scared that Nikki is going to get spot number two for the primary. What Wouldn't it be a excellent thing to see if Trump was to win the nominee if he was the pick, 
uh, DeSantis as his vice president backup. Uh, That's a point my father made to me this morning, and I greatly agree with him. Well, we'll see what comes up. I mean, Trump right now is supposedly he's already picked who it's going to be, and he just hasn't told anybody. Uh, you know, and at this point, uh, sitting around here going, well, who's going to be, uh, and, and here's the thing about all these cases right now in Georgia, you know, Fanny has been found out to, uh, she, she was, she was colluding with the Biden administration. So that one goes down in flames. Jack Smith is about to go down in flames. Uh, Letitia Adams, I don't, or whatever Letitia's name, Letitia Adams is a construct. Letitia James, whatever she comes up with in, uh, New York. All kinds of other businessmen in New York say, hey, this is what happens in New York when you do these things. Correct. Because what they're going after him because they say he overvalued assets. That what That's what every real estate developer does because they have to do that to get the financing to build it. So there's a lot of things going on right now that, yes, if they were to actually succeed, they would be an issue, but they're failing. And they're failing on, on the in the level where they're trying to get it and tie everything up. So... Uh, right now, uh, you know, I'm just sitting back and I'm just watching some of the plays. Uh, Haley just sort of uh, fascinates me because she fooled us. She fooled a lot of people. She fooled a lot of people here in South Carolina. And now I, I feel quite betrayed by the idea that I supported her at one time. So, yeah, I'm going after her. But, yeah. Well, Bill, I mean, everybody everybody makes mistakes. Yep. Man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I made a big one. I made a big one. Listen, I'm running out of time. Thank you very much for Yeah, this is the thing. The difference between me and most people that vote for people is that I get really upset if you fool me. I get mad at myself and I get mad at not paying much. Not doing the critical thinking. It's never going to happen again. It's 2A Tuesday. What could we do to protect children? What could we do? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. Going straight to the phones. Ron, what can I do for you today, sir? Hey, Bill. How you doing? I'm just trying to cope. Um, just trying to cope. Yes, sir. Okay. Just before you went to break, you the last thing you said was, you know, how what can we do to protect our children? And I have the answer. Real simple. Yes, sir. Yeah? I am. Okay. Pick up the good book and uh, read them the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. There you go. <laughs> well, okay, I, th that is very good advice. The problem is that in the event of a rampage shooter introducing himself into the school, having read that is not going to save him. That's not that's not uh, what I was describing. There's, I'm describing more of a kinetic attack. But it's good to have the story. I mean, salvation is always good. Well, and also parents can start being parents and, uh, you know, don't don't go for this crazy stuff that's going on in the world now and boys wanting to be girls and girls wanting to be boys and like you say, and you're 100% right. Right. You were born with a certain anatomy and you can't change that. Can't change it. It is not, it's not convertible. Never has been, never going to be. If it were, we would have been born with things attached with Velcro. <laughs> okay. That's good. <laughs> Ron, thank you very much for the call. Yes, sir. 
On the text line, some people were texting me saying you can't be from the same state and have a running mate out there. Uh, Bush and Cheney were both from Texas. And that's based on Article 2 of the Electoral College. There's not actually a law that states that. But the way they got around the electoral, and that would that could be a thing in a close election. However, um, the way they got around it with uh, Bush and Cheney was Cheney went and got a driver's license in Wyoming. So, given the nature of Trump, who has houses all over the place, I'm sure that would be a there would be a way to, if it, if it comes down to it, and that's the only thing they've got to fight us with, as they go to try to certify an election. If DeSantis was the running mate, and if Trump persevered and we won the election, uh, then um, I'm sure that they would find a way to uh, sidestep that one. Uh, yes, on the text line, Cheney was from Wyoming, but he had been living and paying taxes in Texas for five years at that time. <laughs> Back to reducing mass public shootings. Columbine High School, that should have been the last one we had like that. 13 people murdered. Lewiston, Maine, 18 murdered. Rob Elementary School, we got another call? We do. Okay, well, let's. who we got this time? Uh, Thomas, the truck driver. Thomas the truck driver. Okay, let's go to Thomas the truck driver. Hey, Thomas, what kind of truck are you driving? Uh, right now, the Kenworth T880. Oh, so you're driving a real truck. Okay, I got you. I hear you. What can I do for you? <laughs> I still got you. What, what, what? Crazy shooters that want to go into school. Yeah, what, say that again. Now I lost you. I lost you at the beginning. Sorry about that. I had this crazy idea to protect children from these crazy, crazy shooters that want to go into these schools and do mass shooting. Okay, what's that? Uh, you're a veteran. You were in the uh, Ten Hat Army. I was in the Pickle Suit Army, you know, a little bit after you. Right. You got, we got these veterans with a high uh, suicide rate because they get out of the military. They, you know, they have a hard time finding a purpose. They feel like they're not accomplishing something or whatever the case may be. You arm them. They're already trained. You arm them, put them in the schools as resource officers. Now you have trained soldiers protecting children. You know, you should probably see the same psychiatrist I need to go see because I proposed exactly that. Put a five-man fire team in every school. Let them be kitted up. And, you know, the kids are just – on day two, the kids will be used to them. They'll be like, oh, there they are again. they just walk right by them. I have said that many times. you got to turn these into hard targets. Oh, yeah. Real hard. Turn it into uh, Fort Campbell. In any event, listen, uh, you're, you're breaking up on me. You keep the shiny side of the truck up, okay? Driving a big truck. Big truck. Um, whenever a crazy person, and yes, a lot of them are crazy people when they go into these things, uh, they, they they go in and they are they're, they're fully intent on evil and they go into these events like this. And afterwards, we can do all we want to do about, you know, finding out about the shooters and the place and how did he get the weapons or how did he do this and why did they pick this target and everything. But is this going to actually stop or reduce the likelihood of this repeating? So John Locke got out there. And he found out some things about these rampage killers. 96% of mass shooters are male. 84% are between the ages of 16 and 45. Unfortunately, 20% of mass public shooters are veterans. The mental health profession is failing. 
51% of mass murders have seen mental health care professionals before their attack. A 50-50 success rate is failure. We know that gun-free zones kill. 82% of the attacks that have occurred have been in gun-free zones since 1998. Going back to 1950, that jump number jumps to 94%. Political philosophies matter. California's per capita rate of mass public shootings is much higher than the rate of the rest of the country. The majority of these are committed by handgun. And 55% of both mass shooters and victims of mass shootings are non-Hispanic whites. Which brings in the school. See, this would never fly in an inner city school. And I've always found that really interesting, right? We have shootings in inner city schools but they're not this kind of a shooting this is not where we're going in and uh, most of the time the shootings in the inner city have to do with uh, retaliation it's a drug thing we would not see this kind of a shooting occur in an inner city school simply because that is such a hard target to, to penetrate getting in the neighborhood to begin with so what will work and what won't work banning assault Banning the assault rifle, whatever you call that, is a stupid idea because the shooter is going to more likely use a handgun. Um, we need to look at the veterans community and we need to understand that we have failed them. The Veterans Administration has failed us. They do not take care of us after we get out. And if we try to get them to take care of us, it is an uphill swim, upstream swim, whether. And the mental health profession is failing. You can go get drugs for your mood with your general practitioner. You're not going to a psychiatrist to do that anymore. And, of course, these all take place at soft target sites where firearms are prohibited in most cases. So if we're going to invest anything in anything, maybe we ought to think about investing in uh, making these targets hard targets and saving some lives. In Lewiston, Maine, it was a gun-free zone. I don't know if that would have made any difference if somebody had been carrying a gun in there, but it was a gun-free zone. And that's why they they were attacked there by a mentally by a guy with mental issues. So we, we're not looking at the commonality here because this is good for business. Because in the end of the day, they want to control every aspect of your life. And this is one of the things they want to control because this is something that they cannot get past. When you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, hey, uh, what about martial law? What about this? Well, what about it? You got 150 million gun owners in the United States today. How do you think that plays? If you send in a company of anything to somebody, they all are on the same page and they go in there to implement martial law and they go in somewhere where there's a big gun owning populace there. How do you think that's going to play? Because they will be out there with no protection on their six. <laughs> That's the problem. We're trying that in the United States. Way too dispersed. So when we get back in California, well, first of all, when we get back, we're going to be talking to Lee Williams from the Second Amendment Foundation, investigative reporter there. That's what we're going to do next. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. When I called my guest to see uh, if he was available today, I have no idea what we're going to talk about because he was busy on whatever he was going to be talking about, I think. And joining us now from the Second Amendment Foundation's Investigative Reporter Project is Lee Williams. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you, Bill? I'm just trying to cope. I know you've been busy. I know you've been busy than the two-legged man trying to kick yourself in the fifth point of contact. I have no idea what's on your mind today. That, For some reason, that thrills me. Governor, uh, New Mexico Governor Michelle Grisham. Lujan! Yeah. at it again. Um, she's violating the Constitution, violating her oath of office, infringing further upon the Second Amendment. Now, you got to remember, not too long ago, she decided, you know, she was on her own uh, <laughs> going to issue an imperial edict stating yeah. where people can and can't carry their concealed firearms. Um, she ate a tremendous amount of crap for that uh, national, internationally, basically, because uh, you can't really just on a whim infringe upon the Second Amendment. But she is, again, evidently she didn't learn her lesson. She has a new public safety legislative agenda that is going <laughs> pretty much infringes upon the whole Second Amendment. Uh, she wants a 14-day background check uh, slash waiting period for anybody that buys a gun. Right. She wants to prohibit guns in polling places and parks. Remember, parks were about the only place where she ended up wanting to uh, prohibit them. And she wants you to be at least 21 years of age before you can purchase a semi-automatic firearm to include pistols, rifles, and shotguns. But the biggest uh, monument to her stupidity is something that she calls the Firearm Industry Accountability Act, where she wants to, and I quote, amend, <laughs> the, amend the state statute. Yeah. I, I think she meant statute. Statute. To yeah. allow gun manufacturers to be held liable for deceptive trade practices. Okay, we know they can already be sued if they have a, de a defective firearm and somebody gets hurt. But she wants them to be able to be sued for deceptive trade practices. I had to, to scratch my head over this. And then I remembered that the other team has accused the firearm manufacturers of advertising their guns to children and to mass shooters. That was the Is thing it, in Newtown, right? That that was what yeah. they got. Uh, was it Bushmaster or Remington or whoever it was? That's because of because of targeted advertising. Where they didn't even have to prove that Lonza saw the ads. Yeah, uh, deceptive trade practices. Um, they want to stop them from marketing guns to mass shooters. That's actually <laughs> what they say. So. Everybody's sounding off on this. I uh -huh. mean, obviously, her legislative agenda does nothing to prohibit or to take guns out of the hands of criminals. It, like all of Biden's anti-gun crap, is solely designed to make it more difficult for law-abiding New Mexicans to purchase, carry, and even possess firearms. I mean, a 14-day waiting period. What, what, why does that where did, even happen? Where, where did that number come from? I don't know. What We're is it? 14 years. Are, are they doing their own background check in New Mexico? Yes, they are. Sir. Oh, and, uh, okay. Um, I just, I mean, we're going to have, we being the Second Amendment Foundation, should any of her legislative agenda actually become law? And I hope it doesn't. I know it's kind of becoming a purple state, so it may. Um, 
you know, we're going to have to sue. And, and look at some of the cities in, in New Mexico. You got Albuquerque, not a safe place. OK, you got a lot of gang violence, a lot of a lot of crap there, a lot of stuff coming across the border that we don't even know who they are. So they uh, could... but question, if I may. Now, I don't know the makeup of their General Assembly legislature or whatever it is. But given what she tried to pull, I would think that, you know, New Mexico is sort of a tourist attraction, too. Right. And yeah. the, economically, this has got to be hurting them. And these guys aren't going to get reelected if they pass a bunch of stuff that's going to bankrupt people where people aren't going to go there. No, and I think that's probably going to be uh, weighed heavily by the legislature out there. I mean, I, just in, in the wilds of New Mexico alone, you've got puma, you've got coyotes, you've got snakes, you've got bears. You want to be able to carry a gun yeah. just for your own safety because you're not top of the food chain in New Mexico. So I, I, I think this, is, this may be moot. I hope, it gets, I hope it gets overturned. I hope it never becomes law. Because otherwise we're going to have to sue. This is like the crap coming out of California with Governor Newsom, one of the worst anti-Bruin tantrum laws that we've seen so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, some of this stuff it just keeps getting slapped around and everything. I, I don't understand. This is one thing they just won't let go of. California gets slapped around. New York gets slapped around. New Jersey gets slapped around. These guys are getting slapped around, and yet they just keep on coming. It's because it's law there. By, by forcing us to sue them, they feel that they've already won because it's, it's, they're totally doing this just to, just to take our money. And, and, and I'm sick of it. It's, it's getting old. At some point, some judge somewhere is going to have to say, you know, that's rather frivolous and you should know better. You, Mr. Attorney, here are some professional sanctions for bringing that crap into my courtroom. Somebody's saying the 14-day uh, uh, background check is to uh, – they stole that from COVID to slow the spread. 14, 14 <laughs> days. 14 days. Yeah. So uh, do uh, has anybody, besides this being a proposal, uh, has there been anybody coming out of New Mexico saying, well, of course, our crazy governor is at it again. I would think when, – when is she up for re-election? No idea, but it, it can't come soon enough. Yeah. She's uh, she's she's way out there. She's she sort of reminds me of the uh, Secretary of State of uh, of Maine. Yeah, they all have the Alexander Haig uh, syndrome where they're at right now. I'm in charge. They're all doing that. They're all like Al Haig. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I, mean, fa- I think there's a little bit of face saving involved because she was Im- so embarrassed <laughs> before, you know. I don't know. I don't know how you come. There's no. How do you save face from that one? From that app? When you're bought? When you're? Isn't her attorney general a Democrat? Yeah, I believe so. And didn't he come out and say there's just no way? Yeah, and all the law enforcement in the state said no, we're not going to do it. She took a lot. It's hard to save face against friendly firely. (laughs) It's hard. It'd be hard for me to come back and do what I do if you got out there and denounce me. I just have to give it up and start reviewing dog collars or something. (laughs) Well, so, I have no plans on denouncing anyone, well, my friend, except for Governor Grisham. Well, she does a she does she, but she's a wide wide target. She she she's out there very target rich every time she opens her face. If you want to find out more about what Lee does, you can go to thegunrider.substack.com, to armedamericannews.com, and to saf.org, where he is the lone investigative reporter. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. Anytime, sir. Take care. Yes, sir. When we get back. 
California has lost their mind because now they're suing people for not doing something. Hmm. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You know, getting out there and doing something malfeasant, yes, you should be penalized for that. But, you know, that's where it sort of stops. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. California pioneered the modern product liability law. And it has done some good, but it has had unintended consequences as well. But now they've gone too far because their appellate court has held that a manufacturer can be sued for not producing a product. And we get this. Some 24,000 patients have sued Gilead Sciences in California State Court for failing to introduce an allegedly safer version of an HIV drug. The FDA in 2001 approved a life-saving HIV medication by Gilead. Plaintiffs don't argue that the drug is defective or lacked adequate warnings. They claim that Gilead should have launched sooner an alternative HIV treatment that carries fewer bone and kidney side effects. They say Gilead delayed developing the new drug to maximum profits from its other HIV medication. Gilead disputes these claims and says it wasn't clear from its early studies that the new drug would be safer or more effective. So they're holding this company liable for not creating 2.0. And they're, they're being held liable for not producing a product that consumers did not buy. So here's the thing. I'm getting ready to sue somebody because I don't have a Jetsons car yet. And I don't have a phaser or transporter beams. Why hasn't that been invented yet? I've seen them on TV. How co- you know this, this is how silly this is. We, uh, the appellate court said its ruling doesn't create a duty to innovate or pursue even better new products. But once you start tinkering with a new and potentially improved product, it could be legally obligated to bring it to market, no matter the commercial or technological barrier. And this... We have seen this before. And, you know, once again, since 2A Tuesday, when we had the assault weapon ban, uh, since nobody could actually sell anything except one version of a particular weapon, all of the gun companies quit innovating. It was so bad in that decade that it almost became a, uh, a, you know, a national security issue because the manned portable weapon system just sat there. It, it it there was no innovation going on at all. And the reason people innovate for these things is because they have a market. But if they have, if they're going to get out there, and all of a sudden it goes from doing something where they're trying to create business to a an obligation, that's going to uh, cause them to sort of that's going to disincentive. There's going to be no incentive for that. Galeed noted in a statement, the court's decision will have widespread negative consequences across all fields of innovation and manufacturing. And it creates a catch-22. If they rush to roll out new products, they can be sued for glitches. If they take too long in some court's opinion, they could be sued for dawdling. This is insane. Absolutely insane. 
And at the rate California's going soon, it will be home to nobody except the welfare recipients, the illegal immigrants, and the plaintiff's lawyers. And the last productive, uh, the last productive citizen to rent a one-way U-Haul can turn out the lights <laughs> on their way out. Of course, we are talking about California soon. There won't be any lights on anyway because they'll be going with solar energy, wind power, rolling blackouts. You know. All of your electric cars, they, they're sucking up too much juice. You can't plug them in except on these days at this time. But, I mean, I, I want you to think about that. So, how wide open does that become when you get... And if this is going to be about consumer products, then given the way the left constantly imagines this is a bad thing and that's a bad thing, and how they redefine things, and the way they steal our language and repurpose it, can you imagine what this opens up if it's allowed to stand? But it's coming out of California, and I'm sure Gilead will very shortly, they will pack their bags and leave California and go somewhere else and take their taxes with them. <laughs> take their taxes with them. From a $98 billion surplus to a $68 billion deficit in a year that's california where nothing is too ridiculous nothing is too marxist and nothing is too insane we're going to implement it one way or the other because we are california the only thing that i allow to 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 uh, you know flourish here in california is brill cream so i just uh i just wanted to uh to throw that out there because that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen or heard. I'm going to catch up and have a quick word with Mark Walters from Armed American Radio when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.